On today's episode of Out of the Box Doc, we talk about women and testosterone. That's right, women have it. Insert shocked emoji now. This hormone is incredibly important to aging better, feeling better, and helping your brain continue to function. Everyone is Dr. Lisa Gardner, and on today's episode on Out of the Box Doc is something crazy called testosterone replacement therapy in women. And so that is what we're going to demystify today for you guys. And uh, many of you may not even know that testosterone is a major player in women's health. It's really important. It is not just a man's hormone. So that's really important for us to talk about today. So what are some of the things and some of the questions that people may come in and ask, you may wonder in my medical practice, and that is, why do I feel so sad? Why do I feel depressed? Why am I gaining weight? What is going on with me? This is crazy. And they've, they've gone to other doctor's offices and they're not getting fulfilled. All they do is get Prozac or Wellbutrin or Lexapro or whatever. And those kinds of medications may help some people to a degree, but overall it's not going to get to the fact that our hormones are all messed up. So testosterone is a very, very important hormone for women to reduce risks of anxiety. It will help libido, which is a major problem for women, even starting in their late thirties and onward, and sometimes even younger. We see a lot of issues with that, but especially, um, that plus weight gain. Those are my two major complaints that I see from women. So that is what made me go into um, this type of career now because there were so many women that were in trouble and needed help. And I recognize that being in my conventional medical practice. So, um, but that's what we want to, we want to talk about today. So major problems that come in, that people come in with are, I can't sleep. I feel terrible. I feel sad. I feel depressed. I feel disappointed with my life. My partner, we're going to get divorced. We feel terrible. We, he feels bad. I feel bad. And these are the things that you're not necessarily going to get answers to when you go to your typical family practice doctor, right? Or if you go and see a, a therapist, or if you go to any physician anymore. So our goal with people is to get their, their family foundation of their house. This is what I call it. The foundation of your house. You have to get it fixed. Those are called your hormones first. And then you can start building the bricks on top of that, which is going to the gym, improving your relationships, doing all these other things, but your foundation has to be fixed first. So when you come in, I will take an inventory of your life and we go through a lot of things um, that, that can be very personal and very deep, but it's, it's good to kind of get all those out on the table so we can start fixing things. And then uh, we typically will get lab and that is when we validate and verify that you do actually have, have hormone imbalances. And you can typically see that in women, even as young as 37 and 38 years old, that's when we see uh, testosterone drop. So if you're wondering where testosterone is actually made. It is not made in the ovary. We think it is made, we think all hormones are made in the ovary. Only about 10% of testosterone is made in the ovary. The rest is actually made in the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands sit on top of your kidneys and you know where those are located. So if you can kind of put your hand behind your back and kind of point to your mid back, to the outside edges of your back. That, that's around where your adrenals are. And those are very important little centers. So if you think about 
one thing in, in particular, I always make sure patients understand if you are stressed, what is the stress hormone that you can think of that always gets released that we check for? And if it's too high, it's a problem. So I'll give you a few seconds to think about that. What is the hormone? If I'm quizzing you, what is the hormone for stress that everybody knows about? Paul, can you guess? No. Okay. That, that's okay. Because no so honestly, say, most people don't know. Again. Say it again. So if you, if you can think, if I was quizzing you right now, what is the hormone released from your body from the adrenal glands in times of stress? Dopamine. No. Serotonin. No. Cool. So you've just embarrassed me. I'm so sorry, but so we're, this is learning. Okay, we're so learning. So explain that. Yeah. So it, and a lot of people don't know the answer well, to that. Cortisol. That. I did. But yeah, you, you do. And it, because it's so common, I don't, I think you think if I quiz you, it's going to be something really like zebra, like I something weird. I test anxiety and that was not okay. I did too, actually. <laughs> I had terrible test anxiety. Ask my um, friends from medical school where I would hide right before a test. I was always in the potty because I was so nervous. <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't, I just, any test, I was like, oh my God, since I was a little kid. So anyway, cortisol is your major player for stress. And so that is where testosterone is made. So in it, not in exactly the same place in the adrenal glands, but it is coming from the adrenal glands. So that is what people don't realize that at time, in times of stress, cortisol is getting, is getting, uh, basically evacuated out of the adrenal glands, but that's not a good thing. And that's when women start getting a tire around the middle. You start feeling kind of like one of my patients described it really well, um, like a tick, who everybody's seen a tick and it gets swollen, it gets stuck on you and you just feel blah. And that is what she said. I feel like she goes, I feel like a tick. And I completely was like, I get that. Like I had empathy for that. Like we've all seen that. Right. So, um, so the adrenal glands are such a major player. So adrenal fatigue is something I never used to believe in. So when I was doing uh, conventional medicine, I was like, yeah, right. Adrenal fatigue, whatever. Cause it wasn't in any of our books. Right. So I was bought into the, the whole academic thing. And th there's no such thing if it's not written down in this book. So adrenal fatigue is actually a thing. And it's where the adrenal glands start going kaput on you a lot sooner than it should. So, and I also believe in our time that there are things that we can't see in the environment. If you think about like, and I'm, I'm not talking about viruses and bacteria, I'm talking like chemicals, I'm talking pesticides, herbicides, things being sprayed on us that we don't know is happening because it is happening. Um, things that we're eating, the types of oils that our foods are being cooked in, all these things. So, that is affecting our adrenal glands. And so we get, we're seeing younger and younger patients coming in with, with adrenal and te low testosterone problems. And, and I've got to ask myself a question, why is that? So why has a 30-year-old come into my office seeking help for hormones? They're 30. I mean, what, what is going on, right? So in my opinion, I think the environment has a lot to do with why people don't feel very good. And that's why they start seeking out people like me because they're not getting the answers in a regular doctor's office. And if they do, it's going to be a, a Wellbutrin or some kind of antidepressant. So I have a question for you. You're talking about your adrenal glands. So I know that my adrenal glands are pretty shot okay. because I drink a lot of caffeine and there are a lot of stimulants. 
Does that have any effect? Not on that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of, because I I'm a coffee hound as well. So I I don't, and and I'm just using that as an example. Like all of us do that. I I mean, there could be a possibility. I don't even know if there's been a study done on like caffeine intake in low tea. So that's a good question. I, I don't know the because, answer to that. Well, what, the reason I ask is because, you know, whenever I used to do like bodybuilding type stuff and I would be on a lot of stimulants for pre-workouts and thermogenics and things like that, like right now coffee doesn't really do much to me. It's yeah. mainly just for taste, honestly, excuse me. But so but I've taken adrenal reset pills. Yeah where I have to stop all caffeine for seven days or whatever it is. And then it's supposed to reset my adrenal gland. Interesting. So, and then once you do that, you get off caffeine for a little bit, then it hits you harder. You don't need as much. Interesting. So I just was wondering. I like to if, see like what's in that, like yeah, in that well, type now, of I'm, I'm nervous. supplement. <laughs> Who knows what's in it? Could be some of those chemicals and poisons we were just talking about. See, that's the thing with supplements you don't know. And it's scary because, but I have my patients bring in their like bottles of whatever they've got. Um, and then we go through them and especially like those, my favorite thing to go through with a patient is those um, protein boxes from Costco. And they have like, I'm not even kidding about 30 ingredients in them and you can't pronounce them, but people think it's those protein shakes Oh, in the little okay. box. It looks like a juice box, yes. but it's a protein shake and it's, cannot think of the name of it now, but I'm like, do not drink these the things. Pure protein? It's like that. Yeah. One I think that's what it is. And it's loaded with so much sugar hidden under different names that you think it has no sugar in it and they're able to label that as no sugar. But as soon as those other derivatives enter the body, it turns to sugar. And that's when we store it as fat. So it becomes an issue. So I get everybody off of those Costco brand, whatever the heck their name is. It, you know what I'm talking about. I'll think yeah, about it no, in five minutes. Them. Yeah. Pure, I think, or something. Uh -huh. Yeah. But it's all in marketing, right? It's totally, we're being marketed to but the adrenals, and typically at, right after that, the thyroid will start petering, petering out on you. But the adrenal glands go first. And that's usually late 30s that we see that. So the fatigue will start coming in. You feel tired. You feel like you like the classic is I hit the wall around 2 p.m. Get out the espresso machine. I need a latte. I'm going to get whatever shot of caffeine, whatever. So Red Bulls. That's what people reach for around two o'clock in the afternoon because they're like, oh, I hit the wall. So and that's an adrenal issue. That's an adrenal issue when you're that young. So when you're wow. like late 30s, early 40s, when you start kind of petering out, it's usually the adrenal gland is going to be going first. And then, but you've also got life stuff. So then the kids are running around everywhere. You've got work, you've got, so now you feel extra bad right? Because you're doing all this other stuff and your adrenal glands are going out. So testosterone is made there 90%. And that is a really big deal. So that's why I feel very comfortable putting younger people on a little bit of testosterone replacement therapy, even in the late thirties. So, but it does help with libido because I see a lot of 30 and 40 somethings. They're just like, my libido is terrible. And I'm 30. Like, that's so bad. Like, that's supposed to be the time of your life, right? So, um, but you start seeing a drain on people at that time. And they, they start feeling anxiety, depression, disappointment. But it's not the depression. 
that is treated with these SSRI medications, right? So those medications that you may be on, like the Prozac, Wilbutrin, Lexapros, all of those that are handed out like M&Ms, the problem with those is they stimulate serotonin within the brain. But what if you don't have a serotonin issue? People can have depression for other reasons than serotonin depletion. You may be sad because you don't feel good because your knees may be killing you. Um, Your dog may have died. You may have a job you don't like. It doesn't mean you have a serotonin issue, right? So think about the millions of people that are on medications that probably don't have to be because they don't have a serotonin depleted issue. They have a work issue. They've got a relationship issue, a life issue, a life issue. It's not depression from a brain problem. So if it's, if it's so with, with those, what did you call them? The, the antidepressants? Yes. uh, SSRIs. SSRIs. mm -hmm. So with the SSRIs, that is an artificial serotonin. Well, it stimulates your body to make serotonin. Okay, because I was I was wondering because I know that there are certain you know drugs in the mm-hmm. world, like on the substance of drugs, yes, like the, the, the yes. illegal substances that will give you that false serotonin, which can in turn inhibit or stop your body yes. from producing serotonin. Yes. So I was wondering if that would. Yeah, be the it's same. not like that. So uh, how how is it different? In a woman, how does testosterone process or how does testosterone show its head in a woman as opposed to a man? So are you talking in terms of low or high testosterone? Just testosterone, period. Period, because okay. I think that, you know, because it does two separate things in a man and a woman. Is that correct? It is. Well, yes and no, but it's about body composition in a man and the need for a higher dose. Well, because like... So okay, it's the same so it's, thing. It's a dosage. It's dose dependent. So when I do hormones for men and women, it's the dose only that changes. It's exactly the same thing. So what I would give to myself and what I would give to you come from the exact same thing. Same plant comes from the same manufacturer, comes from the same place, but I just give you a lot more than what I would get. So for example, I do pellet therapy, which I fully believe in. I, I've done some creams for people and some androgels for men where they rub it on their shoulders. And so I'll do that. But overall, I do pellet replacement because it's just easier and uh, it's tolerated and it's the same and it's consistent. And those are the things that really matter in medicine is consistency and efficacy, right? So when you have low T as a woman, you feel like you do like a man does. It's the same thing. Tired, all those things that I talked about, just what is wrong with me? Sad for no reason. You just feel like I've got a roof over my head. Everybody's good. I've got a job. Everything's going, but why do I feel sad? It's that sort of thing. So the depletion from the adrenal glands is where all of that starts. Now, if you're too high in testosterone, you can feel aggression and you can feel almost like another like irritation, you want to fight with people, those sorts of things. Yeah. It's even though it's not a steroid. Right. Yeah. So it's a sex steroid, which is not the same as like Anabol or is that right? Did I say that right? uh, Anabar. Like what's, what's the horse 
the uh, yeah something bowl I can't remember yeah but yeah like bowl. yeah something the like bowl, those so not the same Got it. so people will sometimes lump those into the same category and well, it's speaking not of that a lot of uh, I, I know one of the biggest misconceptions of testosterone is in in a woman just from this isn't me saying it from a woman's perspective. This is just what I've been reading. Sure. Is that, you know, uh, <laughs> I have it right here. <laughs> um, but it'll make them look like a man. So it, it, explain that. I mean, that that would take a lot of extra testosterone, right. co correct? And that is not true. Because, so you know, women will think. Right. That, and they know, say that. Experience. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I've, I've been in the fitness world forever. And they're like, well, you know, I, I don't want to look bulky and big. I'm like. Unless you're pumping your body full of testosterone, yeah, your body won't do that. Yeah, so, and that's usually like those injections. Talk, yeah. So the injections that float around the gym and everything, the the thing that is a dead giveaway if people are on injections is acne, and that is usually on the back and shoulders, and you can then get it like on your neck and jawline. So those are usually your anabolic type of steroids, and those are usually your dead giveaway if people are on all that stuff. Um, but typically. It's not like that. So if you think like patients will say that I get probably two or three will say that a week to me. And then I look at them and I say, well, do I look like I'm a man or whatever? You know what I mean? And I'm like, and I've been on them for almost 10 years now. So, so, and I don't have acne and I don't have a beard and I don't have the things that may, may and they're like, oh yeah. Okay. So I just say, I kind of use myself as, as again, like the example of, well, this is what, you know, it should be. And when you are in your fifties, you shouldn't be struggling and you shouldn't have all these things because if you attack it when you're in your forties, by the time you get to like the menopause and I'm not quite menopausal yet, but I, you know, I'm going to be 52. So like that's coming at some point, but I know that when I hit that, Paul, I'm going to be like dropping a little bit of estrogen and who cares? I'm going to be there's no menopause for smooth me. Sailing, smooth right. sailing. I'm not going to do it. I, I'm not going to go through menopause. And, right. and, and that's how I'm going to train myself. Form, right. In the negative form, right. And that that's another good question that leads me to another is if you go through menopause without any help, your bones will start disintegrating. That, that's a really harsh word, but, but your bones will start to... Yeah, not How disintegrate. That? Let's disintegrate do that sounds kind of scary. <laughs> I can't believe that I said that. So scary. yeah, it's I'd hate it's to just blow. Away. Yeah, I, guess I won't. It's but not disintegrating. No wonder that's women the wrong are so D word of menopause because they just they disintegrate. They disintegrate. Wow. I think a lot of us sometimes think that that would be the best thing, but but yeah, but the bones will just start to like get weak and sad and all of that, well, and same, then same with muscular structure. Oh, hundred percent. Atrophy. Atrophy. I couldn't think mm -hmm. of the word, but yeah, so atrophy. Not happens. the other D word, the A word, atrophy. Well, let me yeah. ask you this. Is there any kind of correlation between lack of test and muscle deterioration? 100%. 100%. Because of the lack of motivation, the lack of want to do. Yes, that's secondary. That. So that, so would that cause the, the atrophy and the deterioration? No, it's the building blocks that are affected first. So when your hormones are affected, which is the baseline foundation of your well, well-being, if that's not right, you can go to the gym for f six days a week and you'll never, ever see results. Which, in, which that makes a lot of sense because there have been times where, you know, back when I used to train people, they would work out so much, yep. eat very, very well, 
but they were never gaining strength. Right. Or losing cellulite and that, or losing the tire, losing the middle. Um, So, yeah. So, but I will say this, and I've said this before, if you come in to see me and it's already kind of too late, meaning you're kind of 55, 56 and haven't done anything up until that point, it's really, really hard for me to get you to a point where you can get strong again, or you can build bone back a little bit. But the goal is to get people in, in the forties, start them on a low dose testosterone. And then when they hit menopause, it's nothing but a thing dropping a little estrogen and they're still going to the gym and on their way, no cellulite, no nothing. So I've been reading, I'm I'm on a list right now of some of the misconceptions and some of the fears Mm -hmm. that women have. And so I'm going to read a couple of them. Okay. And can you kind of touch on these to see what you think? You got it. Because there are a couple on here that I'm, I'm wondering as well and how they came to be is one of like the misconceptions. Okay. Um, one is testosterone causes hoarseness or voice changes on, on testosterone it can. therapy. It can. can. Yeah, it happened to me. Really? Yes. So why, yes. why does it do that? So it affects the vocal cords to a really? degree. And, um, but my, my voice is still high. Like if I get a phone call, they're like, Hey, is your mom there? And I'm like, that's amazing. But, but I'm raspy a little bit. And I, I wasn't like that, but it definitely did. But I will say this, when I was on a brand, am I allowed to say a brand? Why not? Okay. It's a, it's, well, I probably shouldn't because yeah, it's probably not a good idea. It begins with a B. You were on a brand with a B. Brand with a B. I, it, with the dose protocol that was taught to me with that brand was too much. So when I was on their dose protocol with their type of pellet, my testosterone went to 500. So, wow. yes, my voice changed. That's yes, cr- I had hair loss. Well, that's, that yes, brings I, me to another question. How, I was about to say, because that was another question, was hair loss. Yep. So would you say that you can contribute some of these misconceptions to people not knowing what they're doing and, and hormone replacement One therapy? One million percent. Really? So that is another good topic. So when I started doing this, I didn't know that stuff, right? So I'm like, oh, it's that sounds really good. It's the dosage. It's and the, the people dosage. Not knowing what's exactly. going on. Exactly. How to, so to give it. When you join these groups um, or these companies that promise you the world and you can work with us and we'll send you the pellets and we'll help you and da 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 da. We'll get the website up for you, whatever. The deal with that was it was just too androgenic. And androgenic means it's very masculinizing. So it's just the protocol. So when you're going to certain places that are training these doctors or nurse practitioners or whoever, they're training chiropractors, they're, they're training dentists, they, they train whoever comes through the door, which is completely wrong in my opinion, is they're teaching them to overdose people and not overdose like cocaine. I don't mean it like that, but overdosing where they have you back maybe too soon, or they give you too much to start, then you end up with a testosterone in the the three to 500 range as a woman. So you shouldn't be running more than a man 
if you're a woman, right? So when my testosterone reached 500, that's when my voice started changing and it got a little bit more raspy. I went ahead and moved away from that company and left them after about a year and a half and went out, went out on my own. And that's where I'm really glad that I actually had an experience with them because that was an opportunity for me to say, that's not how you do it. That's what I learned. Interesting. Okay. So the hair loss. Yeah. We need to talk about that. Yeah. So I lost that, hair. That can be scary. Yeah. It was, it was impressive. I was very distraught. I ended up getting hair extensions because I was pretty like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm just, I'm now recovered from it, but it took a few years to recover. So once um, again, just to clarify to everybody, this isn't what always happens. This not, is based no. on poor dosage and yes. poor knowledge of how yes. to do hormone replacement therapy. Yes. Correct. Always. So this isn't just from hormone replacement therapy. No. This is from... It's, it's improper knowledge. Improper knowledge of on actually dosage yes. and things. Because the issue was, Paul, like... I taught for that company for a minute and um, there were people coming through that I thought had no business doing pellets. I mean, they were coming from all over the country, LA and all, all kinds of places and they were internal medicine docs or, and they had no business doing pellets in my opinion, but they would, you know, they would pass them because they paid money to pass and get their certification and everything else. And I was like, there, these people should not be injecting anybody. They're, just their technique was so poor, let alone the dosage. So a lot of the times these companies will give the physician or whoever's doing them a dose that was placed into a computer and it spits out what that person needs. And I always thought to myself, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It, this is not a one size fits all because it turned out that most people were getting exactly the same dose. So I was like, well, why are we doing a dose protocol if everybody's getting the same dose? So that's when I kind of realized I needed to step away because I was suffering the consequences of the side effects from the pellets that I was using, have fully recovered from that. But I learned a lot of what not to do, which is sometimes I think more valuable than what to do. Sure. So with, with these, so if, if hair loss and mm -hmm. a very manly voice like this is not fear enough. What else internally can happen if you are wrongfully dosed? Like, cause I, I've, I've read things with okay. heart issues, liver issues. Are those, is, is that relevant? Liver, I am not aware of, um, heart either, but there was an attachment, uh, somewhere down the line that, testosterone can cause stroke and blood clots and all those things and, and hematocrit rising and blood counts rising and all that. So blood counts can rise, red blood cells can rise and you can phlebotomize, but it does not cause stroke and heart attack. That is wrong. Okay. So that is a misconception, but the hair thing, if we go back to that really fast, I do have patients that come in and say, Lisa, I've got my hair's coming out in the shower, like not breaking, but coming out testosterone can actually convert to another substance called dihydrotestosterone, DHT, which will then make your follicle fall out. But there are things you can do about that. You can take zinc, which can help the follicle stay in your head. CBD can also help with all of that. Um, but like, you know, there's certain little things you can do, but what I do when a patient says that right away, I back way off 
So I back way off. She still gets it. So she still gets the pellet, but it'll be a lot less than what she was getting before. And then we kind of fix the problem. So we back off right away. And I tell these to people within the first, you know, maybe five minutes that this is something that could happen. If it does, let me know and we'll back off. So they're fully aware. So, um, so we back off and then we can add to it later on down the road or whatever. But, but the other thing you can do if you're on a low dose testosterone is take another derivative of testosterone called DHEA and that helps as well. So if it's like a 25 milligram a day, along with your testosterone, if it's in lower dose, that can help you too. So, but yeah, the hair loss is real. Um, clitoris changes is another thing. Um, it can get enlarged, which can be a problem for a lot of people. So if you hear about that, I see your face. Yeah. 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 But it's a huge problem. It I mean, is. you can imagine. So, and when I say that to people and they're just like, oh my God. And I'm like, well, let me know. But, but the way I dose people, they're, they're probably not going to see that, but what it will do to the clitoris and why sexual function changes is because it becomes more, um, sensitive because blood flow is there. So the other beautiful part that I love about testosterone for women is, um, women complain a lot of dryness as well of vaginal dryness, testosterone can help that big time, even over estrogen, because it affects the glands of the vagina. And remember, we have several glands within the vagina that produce lubrication. And so testosterone can get that going. So women that complain of, oh my gosh, vaginal dryness is so bad. Intercourse is so uncomfortable. I'm really struggling. I'm bleeding, all these things. Testosterone can actually solve a lot of those problems. Nice. So the last one I have on here is, is it at all related or an, and, and, and antagonist to breast cancer? Testosterone. That's a good question. Absolutely not. It's actually an it's, antagonist. It's, it's an, an antagonist. Really? So it is. Yes. It, so do you remember on the last episode, I talked about Neil Rousier, that yes. doctor that I, I very much admire. Because testosterone has been linked to breast cancer in the myths for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's not at all because there aren't receptors. So um, that's a great question. So he cited, and, and I would have to find out what that was, but he has this magical memory that he can recite things from many, many years. There was a study done, I want to say it was in the 50s, and I need to look this up and I need to ask him um, that they placed testosterone next to a tumor within the breast and actually shrunk the tumor. So, um, that's kind of a big deal. And I do need to look at that a little bit further. Cause I don't know the, I don't know the article and it would be great to cite that because I think that would be of interest for a lot of people I would imagine. But yeah. So if that's the case, estrogen are, that's the link that people think causes cancer, but it doesn't. And that was our last episode that people think estrogen causes cancer when it doesn't, it's actually, it, it causes a decrease in breast cancer. It was the, it was the fake progesterone that caused cancer. Progestin, it wasn't, it wasn't estrogen or testosterone. I know it's all these, it's all these like who, why isn't anybody saying anything? That That's what blows my mind about this. Like, I feel like I'm the only one sometimes when I'm like, no, it doesn't cause cancer. Well, I feel like all this hormone therapy, which is now and I wouldn't becoming, do it, right? Well, I mean, it's now becoming more popular, which I feel like it's a more natural-ish form of healing yourself. It is from a lot of different things, from a whether lot it be of different mental, things, mental, mm -hmm. physical, and it's like if we start doing more of the hormone therapy, men and women, 
we won't have to have these sad feelings and this mental health. Right. Uh, and did you know in that, in that it's a sense. truth? It's a truth because. I tell you this, this kind of blew my mind the other day. I listened to another podcast and it said, um, the, or they said, was it depression? No, it was, uh, what was it? Not depression. What there was the number one cause or oh, disability. Okay. The number one disability or the number one reason for disability was depression in the world. Wow. In the world, the number one cause of disability was depression worldwide. And that was like, I, I just couldn't like, I don't know if that's true or not or whatever, but I don't know if, if that data is out there, if somebody can help me with that, but, but I'm just like, if that is true, if that is so sad and so bad, and this is what we're turning to is all the wrong things. So, but that's why people go to alcohol, right? Looking, you know, down the neck of a bottle, trying to look for help, or you have empathy for people that are on opiates or on, um, drugs or whatever, you can kind of sympathize or empathize with these people because they do feel so bad. But if you can start getting these things worked out pretty early, and again, remember, I also believe that it's not just a testosterone issue. I believe it's an environmental issue because I see too many young people in my practice that shouldn't have issues. So there's got to be a link. So there is a link to what we call hormone disruptors and hormone disruptors are things in the environment, things that we eat, things that we breathe, things that we drink, things that will get into your body that will absolutely wreak havoc on your hormone center. And that's the brain that sends messages out to the thyroid, to the adrenals, to the ovaries, to the testicles, right? So there's things happening that we can't see. And I see more and more in my practice and, and even with myself, I've been doing this for a really long time. I take all the supplements. I do all the Peloton. I do all the, everything I'm supposed to do, but why do I feel bad some days? Like, why am I still feeling off? And, um, I actually did some extra lab and I had mercury toxicity. So that was kind of mind blowing. So I'm on a, I'm actually on a heavy metal detox right now. Um, and that kind of blew my mind a little bit. It's a blood test and a urine test. And if you think about like how many years that we've lived, and I learned that on another podcast was if you've lived to 50 years old, you can guarantee you have heavy metal poisoning because it's in the water. It's been in everything. It is in every, I'm talking like every lead. lead, Yep. Cadmium. Arsenic. Yes. And you chew your pencil and I'm telling, it's insane. So, but I look deeper into it because I was like, there's something like I'm doing all this stuff, but I sometimes don't feel, can put my finger on it. don't feel a hundred percent. So what is going on? And I had that tested and it was some other groundwater, uh, gasoline derivative or, or something. I was like, that's amazing. So is it because I take a bath and I sit in this water? Is that what's Cause you know, you look at water toxicity, it's there. And, um, and there's tons of things you can find on even like stuff found in your shower. And, and here you are just, you know, we're brushing our teeth in the shower. It's going in our eye. I'm laying in it, you know, every day, you know, at night before I go to bed. So here I am laying in the water. So it's, it's getting into you. So, but I'm seeing more and more of that in my practice. Now that I've done this a decade, I see patients declining again. So all those women that I've seen for years and years, now they're 55, 56. And they're like, Lisa, 
I don't feel good. Something else is going on. So I'm like, then we've got to look at detoxing, whatever that looks like. It could be kid, kidney, gallbladder, whatever. That's it's crazy. I know. It's interesting. And Who all knew? this, and I think the cool thing about the hormone replacement therapy is that there are a lot of these things that are unexplained in people. Right. That this can help. Yes. And can directly affect in a good way. Yes. You know, and that's just, I had no idea. And I tell you, like, you cannot go to your regular OB-GYN for this. And that, that makes my heart really sad. But I did not have time for people who needed hormones when I was delivering babies and doing surgery and all that. You don't have time. You've got to go to somebody that, that this is all they do. Because and you've got to do a lot of hormones to be really good at hormones. Too. Well, I've noticed that. that that's because, the other thing. You know, in my life, any kind of, you know, with, with like my fiance, you know, we've been going, she's been going to the same OBGYN and it's like, yep. maybe we need to go to someone who specializes in that side of it because there's only so much. And I was thinking, I was like, I'm sure they see a lot of people and do they have the time to dedicate to that full panel? The you full, don't. And you don't. You know, now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. It's just always going back for tests. That's it. Always going back. And for no tests. answers. Right. It's like, well, we're not but sure. But that used yet. to be what I used to do. And I realized like there's such a outcry and outpouring of people that need help that I'm not doing anything for. And it was those women over 40 that were like, please listen to me. Like I really, like even, even with your fiance, she's much younger, but she's already seeing the effects of like right. more than likely environmental distractions sure. and environmental toxins that are affecting her, that then can you imagine losing your hormones now or going through pregnancy and all these things that really like deplete you, you know, and go through trauma or whatever. And it, it just makes you feel even worse. So, but by the time you get into your forties, you, you don't feel good. You just don't because you have this depletion of your adrenal glands. But again, I still think there's something happening in the environment that's causing it to happen earlier and earlier and, or younger people versus somebody like me that it stands to reason, oh, Lisa, her ovaries are, mine are okay. But I mean, right. But I know that's coming and I know I'm going to deplete, but that makes sense because it's part of what happens when you age, As you get older, right? but not when you're 40, or like that's, that's anything. not right. Right. right? The, so you've got to like explore other things too. Like what the heck is going on? So in, in the office I do like, um, there's a liver detox, um, supplement that I've got and I'll refer to whatever, you know, prebiotics and probiotics and go, go to this place. Cause I take all this stuff. So I'm always like, Hey, go on this website and go grab whatever. And so that's got to happen for majority of people, especially at 40, I would definitely advocate some type of detox, um, not IV therapies and all these stuff. I don't believe in IV therapy personally. I think if you're in the emergency room and you get an IV, that's just in case. Like they need IV access. You don't go and get an IV, a liter of fluid. That's not going to do anything for you. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. I drink water. I take my vitamins. I take my IV every single day. I don't just do whatever I want and go get an IV on a Saturday. You know what I mean? That's never going to help you. You know, like those IV bars and stuff. Yeah. Right. I've seen them. So, and for you know, hangovers and things like that. It's I, not. And maybe, it, again, it gets sold. Yeah. Maybe for that. Get some electrolytes real quick. But and you're in Vegas. Right. <laughs> yes. 
but not like going every week and you buy packages and all it. No, right. it, it, that's not how that well, it's just works. An instant gratification. It thing. is We're just right then. And then, and I think it's a, it's a marketing day, thing. Day it's marketing. Right. right. So, and I'm so anti that stuff. It's like, just tell people the truth. Well, and none, none of this is short term. It's not. And that's the thing. It's that's like a good point. Your health and wellness is not a short term fix. If you have spent 30 years destroying your body, God. it's going to take yeah. the same, if not longer, to repair it. Exactly. You know, because if you're destroying your body on a daily basis and then all of a sudden one Saturday, you're like, let's fix it. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, putting a bandaid on a broken arm. Yeah. You know, now before we wrap up, I would like to ask this because I, I as you were talking, I wondered this. So can hormone therapy at an earlier age for women help with pregnancy? No, absolutely not. Like, I don't mean like so, getting pregnant. I mean like help the process of, of pregnancy. No, great question, but no. Okay. So testosterone's not been tested in um, patients that, like you can't do an ethical test like that. Like let's take 10 women, let's see what happens to their fetus. You know what I mean? Well, so- I, Well, I don't necessarily mean it's not recommended. pregnant. I mean like if they, Will it make a pregnancy smoother if they have hormone replacement therapy in life? Yeah, because like if you think about, so no, not okay. the hormones we're talking about. Okay. So no, but it will, if you are going to like an infertility I know doc. It makes menopause smoother. Yes, I wonder that's a if, good question. No, but it's the answer is no, sadly. Okay. But progesterone is given out freely, as you know, and estrogen in women that are trying to get pregnant if they're like infertility and stuff. So they're given all the shots, but progesterone, it, it's a nightmare for those women. So that's a different set of hormones. Okay. Just wondered. Yeah. Great question. But no, testosterone does not improve outcome for pregnancy in women, but progesterone will. And that's okay. usually what women will be on if they've had a couple of miscarriages or they can't get sure. pregnant or whatever. So they get on progesterone. But I put my all my hormone patients on progesterone over 40, 50 when they've had their kids and all of that right. because it creates a feeling of well-being, reduced anxiety. It helps you sleep. And if you remember women ever saying like, I felt so good in pregnancy, it was progesterone. So uh, that, yeah, it's all of that. So wow. it's like, it does have these great qualities about it that, that can help. But I, and I, when I replace hormones, I replace all three. So they get testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone, but that's a great question. So two completely different spectrums. Okay. Just yeah. wondered. Yeah. I'm good question. A, no, that's a great question. A simple guy <laughs> trying to figure some things out. <laughs> yeah. But no, I appreciate cause you're like my, my patient person that would come in and like, these were, would be the questions that you would ask, right? Right. Like what's going on here so to wrap it all up testosterone is not just for men right and it is very much needed in women yes. for a multitude of things. multitude of things yeah it, it is i've seen people their marriages restored i've seen marriages actually um, I've seen divorces happen because women <laughs> who get on testosterone, they're like, I don't like that guy. And they, they talk like they're like a lot more vocal about stuff. They're like, wow. I never liked that guy anyway. So I've seen women get so a lot a more confidence. It does. It's like wow. a confidence thing. But I've seen people like go back to the gym and they're like their sex life is better. And they're so and they come in and they're like, my husband wants to send you flowers because, you know, and all this kind of I'm like, that's fine. I like lilies, you know, or whatever. And so um, so I get so many great like 
people, I mean, I've got people coming back for like their almost their 40th pellet now. This is wow. a lot. So they've been with me for a really long time and I know it works and it does help prevent aging. So when you start getting older, their skin starts looking pretty rough. Just everything kind of falls. When you're on testosterone replacement therapy, it doesn't, you stay kind of stuck together. It's pretty, it's pretty great. It's a That's pretty great amazing. thing. So yeah, I love it. And I wouldn't do it if it was harmful, obviously, but I've seen the benefits. I know the studies that have been out there. Testosterone replacement has been around for greater than 80 years, but we do have data within like New England Journal of Medicine, American Medical Association. All this data goes back 20 years and that is a long time to not talk about it. And that is really about it. So, mm. but thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Everybody listening to this, if you Power will, to the people. that's right. If you <laughs> will go to Apple podcast, go rate and review this podcast. It gets us up in the podcast world, gets more people to be able to see this. It's just more activity for the algorithm. We love to make sure that people get this information because without this information, you don't know. I think the leading cause of all things in the world is lack of information. Yeah, and we have you know? all this information. We have it all. We have we it all, have but that's the problem. It. We have exactly. it's too much. It's too convoluted, and now we've got to like hone in on the truth. We've got to tell people the truth about medicine. What is going on? Get them off medications they don't need to be on, and and give them power back. And to to get like when I say power to the people, I mean I mean it. Like we've got to give people their power back and to make health decisions on their own, what they want to do, and not just get you know a bunch of pills thrown at them. And you said it, it best. Don't suffer in silence. And don't suffer in silence. Like There's if you know zero somebody, reason. And, that's that's the main reason for this podcast is because if you know someone, you may not be directly affected by this, may not be, but if you know someone that is going through some of these issues, this could be a possible fix. So please share this podcast, share this with them, you know, and also contact us and let us know what you want to know about, what you want to hear about, what kind of questions you have, whether it be about testosterone in women and men. Whatever it may be, Dr. Lisa is here to be able to answer those questions about the overall health and wellness. Do not suffer in silence. Please do not. But, Dr. Lisa, it's been a pleasure. Always. As always. And like I said, like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.